Welcome into the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts at. We greatly appreciate your support. I'm Lindsay Smith, and I've got Espo here with me. Gerald Borgay will be joining shortly after talking with uh, Suns head coach Monty Williams and the players. Unfortunately, tonight we are hanging out in this dusty, crusty, musty dive bar because the Phoenix Suns win streak has come to an end as they fall to the Atlanta Hawks, 124-115. to Espo, the Suns stuck around and they tried to get this one back, but... You know, Trey Young putting up 43 points and the Hawks knocking down 23s just pre- proved to be too much. Well, and we we broke our analytics. This is the first time that I've been in the home studio. You've been in the regular <laughs> studio, you guys. were So we're 0-1, unfortunately, in this situation. Yeah. Uh, look, look, you can't, you can't stop Trey Young in that situation when he's playing as well as he was. Uh, you had Herder, who looks like Opie from the Andy Griffith show, hitting threes <laughs> like nobody's business at, at, at early in this game. When you play defense like that, not fantastic, but you know, they the Suns look. It's the first time they lost in basically a month, so yeah. I'm not going to freak out that we're sitting in the dive bar. I did miss our upbeat music, but I'm not going to panic uh, because the Phoenix Suns are still the best team in the NBA. They just hit a road bump tonight in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I had to figure out which camera. I was looking at the wrong camera for the That's intro. Right. So I don't know how I'm sitting in the chair right now. It's going to be very awkward when Gerald comes in and I'm in his lap. So. Clearly, it has been an off night for everyone around the Phoenix Suns uh, team and whatnot today because it's just not our night. But <laughs> should we just start off and go to the bar? Let's just get some drinks. I mean, we're in Give the dive bar. Like we need drinks. some drinks. What do we get? Oh, I'm on the bottle tonight too. It's the ATL, and that L is for loss tonight. As Trey Young and the Hawks were just too much for the Suns to handle, and uh, so yeah, I'll kick back a a cold one. Uh, the best part of uh, of this loss was probably Chris Paul when Trey Young flopped, and Chris Paul turned to the ref and reenacted the flopping. Uh, that was probably <laughs> the most entertaining moment of the evening. So. Congratulations, Hawks. We'll take our ATL at the bar and drown our sorrows. Yeah, but you know what? Sean Murphy in the chat said, listen, second loss of 2022, so we're averaging one a month this year. That ain't too bad. I'm I'm not going to lie. Could be a lot yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah, we, we are in February. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're almost... Facts. Almost to mid-February, and it's only the second loss of the year. I'll take it. <laughs> WD-40 said, ha, trade everyone, move the team, burn down the arena. Where is the panic button, Espo? Do we need to bring that out? No, it's, it's buried in it. Actually, it's with the Coyotes crew. We let them oh. have it. We don't, if we need it later, we can get it back from them. They're putting it to good use right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, you can't win them all. This will definitely be, as our friend Chris Hansen on Twitter says, this will definitely be in the top 10 losses of the season so far, but can't win them all. You know what I'm saying? That's, that is a great way to look at it. That's it's, a good one, right? One the top 10. Yes, very much. Uh, <laughs> but you know Chris- what? One thing that we get to do here in the dive bar that we don't get to do in the VIP lounge is the Wheel of Monteism, something to help what? boost our spirits, pick us up a little bit, and uh, just see how we should uh, – 
approach this loss. So why don't we go ahead and give that a spin and see what tonight's Monteism should be. If we can pull it off digitally, we, we ditch the actual wheel. Okay, Tonight is everything you want is on the other side of hard. And I think that's appropriate tonight. Yeah. Look, you gotta you got to be reminded sometimes that not every night is going to be the best of nights. And uh, you, you use this as fuel later on in the year and you use this as fuel uh, in the playoffs where you go, hey, remember, we can we can have off nights defensively. We can go up against a guy that's hot and we can't do anything to stop him. Uh, and, and you just kind of put that in the back of your mind and go, okay, we, we remember this one. And who knows? You may see Atlanta come June as well. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So you may get uh, another run at them in the playoffs as well. Yeah, but I, I even though we lost tonight, I still have the Suns. If, if it came down to a seven-game series, I got the Suns between these two squads uh, 10 times out of 10, seven times out of seven, because it took everything from the Hawks tonight in order to really put this one away. They shot 48.8% from deep. They were 20 of 41 compared to the Suns. 28% on 9 of 32. And I just don't think that that happens on a regular basis if we're talking like a seven-game series. I also think defensively the Suns just didn't have that extra notch, that energy that they typically have. Today just kind of felt a little bit slow, a little bit off. So if it came down to a series, I still would pick the Suns every time. Oh, yeah. Like, look, I... I don't think this was the case of Atlanta's a better team. I think they were a better team tonight. Suns were off from behind the arc, uh, didn't shoot yeah. as well as they usually do defensively, which they've been one of the better teams in the NBA. They struggled tonight, and it's not just against Trey Young. They they struggled at closing out on three-pointers. They didn't make that shot as tough as it should have been for Atlanta. So, yeah, off night for the Suns, and they're allowed to have those once a month. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> WD said for WD40 said we're all right. This ain't like the Cardinals. No. Ouch, but no. he's true, but it's true. It's not. Like this team is built completely different. It's like you said, you're going to lose games throughout the season. This one just happened to be to a team that really wanted it. They really wanted to get the win tonight and even though they shot so well and they had all the extra energy they still had to work really hard to close this one out because there was a point in time there close uh, to the end of the game that the Suns could have come back and taken this one. Well, and if if you look at this, uh, this one stat right here explains the entire game. Two of 13. That was the, Chris Paul and Devin Booker's uh, combined shots from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't happen on a, on a regular basis. I mean, that's, that is something that is a rarity and a big reason why this Suns team lost this evening. So I don't, there's no panic button. There's no worry. I mean, it, if, if it weren't for a, a weird play there at the end where the Suns steal the ball and then lose it out of bounds, they could have cut the lead to four with about 40 seconds left to go. So they were still right in this until the very end just an off night. I, there's no, there's no other way of, uh, of really putting it right. So Brittany price in the chat said on Twitter, someone complained that the TNT team only talked about the Suns and that national media hates Atlanta. 
I found that very, very ironic. Did you did you kind of notice that tonight, Espo? No, I listened to the game on mute. <laughs> I, I've, I, which means I didn't listen. I watched the game on mute is what I should have right. said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just, I'll be honest. I just, I watched it on, on mute. I didn't, uh, I didn't want to hear Stan Van Gundy. Couldn't care less. I, I decided to, to do that and take notes. So. That's fair. I mean, I did, I, I don't know that I would say was, I mean, to be to be completely honest, there was a lot of chatter here in the studio, so it was hard to hear everything that was being said. But if that was the case, then all I have to say is it's about time that they actually start talking about the Suns more on these broadcasts than the opponent being that the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA still, regardless of tonight's win. It should be like that. The Suns should be getting a lot more attention. Um from all the national media and especially during their own games. So, and you know, you know, you're allowed to tell the crew in there to shut the hell up if you want to listen to the game, right? I know, but we were all getting to know each other. We've got some new faces in here. We were hanging <laughs> I <don't>, out. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, you run that thing. You tell them they could be quiet if you need to. Right? <laughs> um, another thing tonight that kind of stood out and a lot of people bringing it up in the chat as well. DeAndre and just kind of not it seems like he's just still not in game shape he had a little bit of a rough outing didn't really see I don't think we saw him at all in that fourth yeah didn't see him at all in the fourth quarter are you concerned do you think it's just going to take a few games to get back into his rhythm yeah uh I'm not overly concerned I'm not going to hit the panic button at this yeah. point uh I, you know it, it's not it's not worth it to freak out like that at this at this uh, time. I think uh, he's two games back after being out for you know 15, 16 days. It takes some time to get back in the rhythm, mm-hmm. especially uh, especially with him. I'm not overly concerned about that. Now, if we're if we go weak and it's still like this, that's when I'll be concerned and when you may have to consider how many more minutes do you give Bismarck and uh, and Javale because they proved that they can they can hold it down because if he's not ready if he's not comfortable you might as well give him the time to get comfortable and let those guys uh, do what they were doing a little bit earlier i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hop off the bandwagon go up see proof he doesn't deserve the max (laughs) you know i'm gonna go give him a few games that's uh, that's all right yeah uh josh in the chat said uh not a big deal he'll get back into the swing of things sean said he was gone almost a month. I just wish Monty would maybe sub him sooner. I think uh, the biggest thing is, yeah, like you said, you got to give him a few games to get back into midseason form, really find his rhythm again. So I'm not overly worried about DeAndre. And it is unfortunate because you'd like for him to come back and then just have an immediate impact and be right back there to his old self. But unfortunately, that's just not the way that these things work sometimes. So... It is what it is. All right. Yeah. We are going to take a quick break because I want to tell you guys that the moment that we've all been waiting for since September, it is finally here. And in honor of the big game, Draken Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. So bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you're not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right, Espo. One really, really bright spot in tonight's game, of course, is Mikel Bridges. And that is why we are going to name him tonight's Draft King, King of the Game. So Mikel Bridges finished with 24 points. He had two steals, four assists, eight rebounds. And it was his third straight game of 20 or more points. And that's the first time in his career he has had three consecutive 20-point games. So all of the flowers tonight to Mikel Bridges, who is our draft king, king of the game. Future all-star replacement for Draymond Green. Let's go. Mikael Bridges. I'm just going to speak it into existence. I love that. Uh, that is, uh, you know, the crown placement there was 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 very good, right? I, I like the crown placement. Do uh, you? But I do. Can we go back to the, can we go back to the crown placement? I know you guys Chat, are, What do you guys think of the crown placement? We've got a newbie nope, behind that, the chair today. That, that's, that's an old king of the game. That's not the. That's not tonight. You, that That's part of the problem. Here we go. There we go. I love the crown placement. I don't know what Mikhail is doing to Trey in this photo, but I love the crown placement. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Just uh, uh, Excellent crown placement. Let's choose the photo a little bit better next time. All right. <laughs> I love that I'm putting them through the paces by having to float me different places and do different things and then i'm giving him crap it's a sean said is that a crown or tiara just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and then Brittany said the ref in the pick trying to steal the spotlight um yeah we do have sean is our producer for tonight and this is sean this is your first time producing a son's post game right so yeah first time producing a son's post game there's a lot of elements to our shows compared to uh, some of the other shows here at PHNX. So he's doing a great job. He's also got a shadow with him tonight, too. So holding it down back there behind the Mac um, while Shane is off doing fun things with Saul, which is why they're, Saul's not here, too. Josh, Espo with more movement than the Suns' defensive rotation. <laughs> For those of you who are listening on uh, on audio only, I'm not in studio. I'm in a little box that keeps moving around the screen tonight, and it's uh, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> but Chris said, most importantly, Espo, you're on the correct side of me, so that's a positive. Well, we've got to make sure that your good side's always showing. I don't have a good side, so <laughs> we just put me wherever it needs me. So. so more on Mikel Bridges. What did you like about um, his performance tonight? And even more so broadly, just the last three games that he's strung together. Look, he's he's moving without the ball. He's cutting to the hoop. Uh, he's connecting on, on his shots from deep. This is everything we've wanted from McHale offensively. Plus, he, he grabbed those boards, still playing solid defense. I know, I know it's tough because he, tonight in particular, he's playing against Trey Young defensively, but everybody on the Hawks was hitting shots. It was just, it was... It was a difficult defensive night all around, but overall, McHale has just continued to prove he's a complete package, right? Mm-hmm. And and I like the fact that also 
he's been going these three games, but you know, campaign or excuse me, Cam Johnson, I keep is also been going as well, and it's been uh, it's been great to see the twins starting to starting to connect again. Both of them kind of easing into easing back into those roles offensively that we know that they both can play. I love what McHale does, and I'm not. I know it sounds like I'm joking that he should be uh, an all-star replacement for Draymond, but I I genuinely mean it. I mean, if you if Draymond got in because he's kind of the Swiss Army knife for the Warriors, that's McHale's role mm-hmm. uh, here in Phoenix, and he's better offensively than mm-hmm. Draymond. Uh, so I think he deserves uh, deserves a shot at that, and these last three games just solidify that belief for me. I agree. I think both fitting in the sense of uh, the Suns as a team deserve it and fitting in the sense that I do believe Mikkel deserves it. And if you're if you're replacing Draymond, like you said, it's just kind of like it's it's a seamless fit, right? A seamless replacement, because like you said, it's very similar to uh, what Draymond brings to that Warriors team, what Mikkel does on our side of things. So I would love nothing more than to see Mikel Bridges named as his replacement for the All-Star game this year. Like, could you imagine, like, the pictures that we get of Mikel during games is are so great. They bless our timeline after almost every single win. I'm sure you guys saw JaVale McGee posted some really fun pictures the other day on his Instagram stories. We need that from the All Star Game with Mikel Bridges, <laughs> like we just do. I want I want Cam in the three point contest, Mikael out there for the game, and then they can do some kind of video uh, series while they're out there together, showing us all the highlights of being stuck in Cleveland for a weekend. <laughs> Honestly, what the hell else are they going to do? They might as well entertain all of us. This is true. I mean, why not? I can't imagine the Cleveland nightlife is hopping. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say so. I mean, they got cute little streets. There's a couple streets that were cute that I saw, but nothing too crazy. Oh, that is, uh, that is the ultimate uh, Lindsay insult. They have cute little streets. <laughs> that's as, that's as mean as she's going to get about Cleveland. I'm going to just tell you Cleveland sucks and that they shouldn't have the all-star game there. But, but at the same the time, like with the all-star NBA, like, the NBA will come into any city regardless of how poppin' or not it is, and they will literally – people will rent out an abandoned warehouse and set it up for a party, and it will be one of the hottest parties at All-Star Weekend. So even well, though the nightlife in Cleveland may not be all that, the nightlife at All-Star Weekend, regardless of where it is, still is all that, if you know uh, what I mean. even the Even the NBA is like, man, we don't want to rent some kind of – you know, uh, empty space in Cleveland. Like, yeah, let's let's skip the parties this year. You know, everybody can go back to their hotels and eat a warm cookie that's on their pillow or something. We uh, it's Cleveland. We're not making this place cool. I'm sure that they would like that in theory, but who knows right. how they think will shape out. Brian says Cleveland is the Walmart Mesa. I take great offense to that. I live in Mesa. Well, let's let's yeah, that's that's just uncalled for. Uh, let's just say Cleveland is the Walmart Sierra Vista. All right. I mean, fair. <laughs> I was about to be really mad at you, but then I was like, it's Sierra Vista. So you're not wrong. Is the NBA renting out any warehouses in Sierra Vista for good parties? Yeah, I highly doubt that. I yeah, highly exactly. doubt that. Okay, so 
Totri in the uh, chat said, losing is never fun, but do you almost think a loss at this point in the season is almost a good thing? Maybe a moment that reminds them even the Giants can fall at sometimes? What do you think? Well, Totri, our new host of ASU, knows a lot about losing basketball. So uh, so thank you for, for weighing in with it. But I think it could be – I think you'd be helpful. Uh, I mean, I look, I'm not going to – I'm not going to act as if this is is some like major milestone and it'll wake up a sleeping giant. It's their tenth loss of the year out of yeah, you know, four out of fifty-one games. So it's uh, it is what it is. Like if if this were a loss to a team that you're going to play in the playoffs a week before the playoffs, maybe you go, yeah, that's good because you can learn something. You look at it and and figure out, okay, here's how what we did wrong, how they could beat us, those kind of things. But it's Atlanta in the beginning of February. Eh, it, it is what it is. I don't, I don't think it's helpful or, or, and it doesn't hurt all that much either. Yeah. Bean said we were due one, can't win them all. But I kind of understand where I think Totri's coming from that every once in a while, a good like palate cleanser could serve you well right? Like if you're out eating sushi, you get a good chunk of ginger in your mouth to kind of just reset your palate, set the tables from scratch a little bit. Just another little reminder that, hey, like we got to be on our P's and Q's. We got to make sure we're continuing to play our game and continuing to get better because, um, you know, it can get lonely at the top sometimes. And maybe every once in a while, you just need a visitor in there to remind you to clean out the house a little bit. You eat at way fancier sushi joints than I do. I'm just going to say that. Mine come <laughs> out on conveyor station conveyor sushi belts. comes with ginger, Espo. Come well, on. I didn't know I was supposed to eat that stuff uh, to cleanse the palate. Well, why I'm else just, would they put it in there? I don't know. People put weird garnish on everything. Doesn't mean you're supposed to eat it. I like my sushi coming out of a conveyor belt with a slot on the table that I can just drop my plates in. I, I don't need any palate cleanser. Just keep it coming. Yeah, they definitely have ginger at those places, too. Uh, I'm not eating ginger is what I'm trying to say in this. No palate cleanser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, just a reminder to everyone who is in the chat and watching live with us right now, Gerald Bourget will be joining us shortly. He is talking with Monty and the players currently. So hopefully any minute now he'll be able to come in and give us some updates from the team. Until then, uh, Espo, it is time to take your shot, presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Espo, what is our take your shot of the night? Uh, two things of vodka, please. After No. Uh, <laughs> look, it was any damn shot that Trey Young took tonight. This guy did not miss, all right? That is more green than the river in Chicago on St. Patrick's Day, okay? He only, he only missed a handful of shots, one of which was from the logo, if you look at that shot chart closely. He shot 64% from the field, 16 of 25. You're not beating the Atlanta Hawks when Trey Young goes 16 of 25, drops 43 points, uh, basically goes ham on you. So he took his shot. And he made a hell of a lot of them tonight. He surely did. Oh, man. Trey Young, again, finishing with 43 points. Those, man, the Hawks, those three-point buckets just were killers tonight. 
at one point in time, because in the first and second quarter of this game, everyone on Twitter was saying, you know, like, don't worry, you know, they're going to cool off eventually. There's no way they can sustain this throughout an entire game. I think towards the end of the third quarter, I looked over at Gerald and I'm like, Gerald, when are they going to cool off? Like Twitter said that they were going to cool off. They <laughs> I just ain't. gave him, I gave him those daggers. Like this is on you, Gerald. This is you. This is what you have to go do. Go stop the Atlanta Hawks from knocking yeah. down threes. Yeah, I just Trey Young just Gerald hit another step one. Up and he did it. Yeah, Trey Young just hit another one. By the way, how many interns do we have in the room? Uh, just one, I believe. Can you get one in the seat next to you? Uh, just have him come over and sit down. <laughs> uh, I don't want him to talk. Just please sit in the chair. I don't want him to talk. Up, sit down. All right, then can we move my box up where his head is? All right, there we go. Now, now it works. There, oh perfect. God. All right, just just please stay there. You don't need to talk. Turn off the mics. Uh, but well, until Gerald gets here, I needed to feel like I wasn't a disembodied head floating around. So, see, this is why you get interns. This is great for the audio, by the way. This is spectacular. <laughs> Look at that. I've never looked this good on this show. Thank you. So uh, says Jay. Said in the chat, "This is weird." Imagine how I feel right now. Like, this is so, like, I have a body over here, and then I have Espo's head over here. Like, this is so bizarre. Of a, It's just a very bizarre situation. Hey, Lindsay, you should not be referring to the interns as bodies. That is it. just inappropriate. I know. That was probably right? really rude, but, you yeah, know. It's just, that's just wrong, all right? I had a real point to this. Now it actually looks like I'm in the room. Uh, um, too bad. Too bad we weren't wearing the same color shirt. It would have looked real good. But well, you anyways, let's get back to than that. Let's, let's get back to the Suns, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are we doing? Yeah, yeah. He's got a black coat. Hold on, us. All right. Got you. All right. Oh, look at this. This is this is great audio. Everybody listening on audio, you're missing the greatest <laughs> moment in podcast history. This is what this is what you get for only listening to the audio. All right. It's uh, it, it's spectacular what you're missing. Uh, this is why you should subscribe to the YouTube page, hit that like button, get that notification. Uh, it's just it's what you need, you know. You could get double espo like PD last night. That's true. Um, so Brian in the chat said, "Is Gerald here?" Because damn that girth, though. I <laughs> want you guys when Gerald comes in. Don't tell him I'm telling you this. When Gerald comes in. I'm going to need y'all to blow up the chat with that because he's in his head about it right now. Um, <laughs> so let's just play around with him a little bit and uh, m make him a little bit nervous when he joins us. By, by the <laughs> way, I love that uh, Chris K in the chat said Espo's diet worked fantastically. The way you <laughs> drop all that weight real quick, body double for your podcast. Nice. We figured this out. So Very nice. Um, all right, Espo, what else kind of stood out from you, stood out to you from tonight's game that you'd like to touch on? You know, Devin Booker went cold there for for a little while, second, third quarters. Uh, and when you're missing as many guys as, you know, as they are guys trying to come back from injury in the case of Jay and, uh, uh, you know, and DA tonight, I, I think that makes it even more difficult, right? It, it's just... Uh, it's tough when Devin isn't isn't hitting for a stretch there, especially when your opponent is as hot as the Atlanta Hawks were from behind the arc. So that stuck out to me. But what also stuck out to me is I think this is another game 
where it may not impact the the team looking back on it, but I think this is another night where James Jones looks and goes, "All right, I know I said to to local media that I, you know, we probably are, are happy with what we have, but it's time to get a little bit more depth." Mm-hmm. I don't. Need, I I hate to bag on the guy, but I don't need to see any more Alfred Payton. Yeah, I really don't. I love that Ish Wainwright's going out there and trying his damnedest, but I need a guy that's proven to be able to do what we all hope and wish that Ish Wainwright could do. It's time to just tighten this stuff up before the deadline, be ready to go for the playoffs because there will be nights like this in the playoffs and you're going to need somebody other than just Cam Johnson on the bench to step up and help you offensively. You need a backup, a backup, wing and and point guard slash shooting guard that can help you out or a guy that can play small ball four or five mm-hmm. you need that that is uh that is what the suns have to accomplish before that deadline and if if this game serves as anything hopefully it's a reminder to james jones that that's a necessity yeah um being said i doubt one game in february is changing anything uh, Sean says Payne will be back though, but also agrees that Alfred isn't it. Um, I get that Payne will be back, but we also tonight. know that Payne's been inconsistent. True, and and that's why I want I want as much insurance as possible. If this I'm, is your window, have like six, be six deep. I don't care. Make sure that you have every every angle covered right now. Yeah, absolutely. I and I think it's worth it. At this point in time, we know how close we are to the possibility of winning a championship. You may as well get that insurance policy just to be on the safe side because it's worth it in the long run to take that chance and just see if something does happen to come out of it. And at the end of the day, like if you don't make a move, I still think that this team is good. But if there is a move to be made, I highly doubt James Jones will not jump all over it. Agreed. I mean, if if the right thing is available, he'll do it. Now, I don't know if there's going to be any sort of big move out there for them to do. I doubt it. I, I think that that's probably not going to be the case. But there's mm-hmm. certainly uh, there certainly are things around the edges that I think they could do uh, to pull it off. Uh, Mike B says, love to see us get Covington by trade and then sign Dragic if when he's bought out. I think. Uh, I think that that is the kind of uh, thing that'll happen. I think they'll make a smaller move in the trade market, get somebody in the buyout market and and look at it as, okay, now we're fully loaded for the playoffs. And maybe those guys don't have a big impact or maybe it's, you know, one or two, uh, you know, one or two moments in the playoffs that these guys come up big. We've seen it uh, multiple times. Tory Craig was that guy last year Uh, in the past. We've also seen, uh, uh, we've also seen guys like Tim Tom- Thomas be that kind of guy that wasn't here all season but came in late and made an impact. So something's right, going go. on. Yeah, so. we got to kick you out of your chair. All right. Sorry. Uh, thank, thank you, intern. Much appreciated. <laughs> thank you. I, I'm, Gerald's back. I'm what, sure what that was a gross mis- I'm, I'm sure that was a gr- gross misuse of an intern, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> the know, girth Chris, is what back. What do you do for an intern? 
What it, what is that? What does it do that he could say that he has now been the body double for the best podcast host in Phoenix? I mean, it could make for fun social media content, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like turn it into a meme. Gerald's here, everybody. I'm here. The girth, yay! <laughs> I told you. Look at the chat. Everybody in the chat. <laughs> Can we? Can we get Gerald's mic back on too? Was my oh, mic is Gerald's mic There we go. There we, oh, there go. we go. Now everyone can hear you. Give the people we... what they want, and I don't, I'm not going to say what they want, but the chat says. Give them the girth, Gerald. <laughs> Give them the girth. He said it. Uh, <laughs> look at that chat just going crazy for you, Gerald. Oh God, how does it feel to be so special? I think it's just the nickname. That's. <laughs> I think it's just the nickname, but I'll uh, take it. Josh, no, on... tell him. The artist formerly known as Zwio the Girth. <laughs> <laughs> My old nickname. All right, Gerald. Well, you were able to talk with Monty and some of the players after tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Monty. What did he have to say? Yeah, he was the first to admit that his defensive strategy, I don't know if you guys touched on this at all, but the Suns' bigs were dropping. They were in drop coverage a lot of the time in the pick and roll on Trey Young, and he said that he stuck with that coverage for a little bit too long. Um, and he should have gone smaller sooner. And that was something that we saw in the fourth quarter when they went with Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder as their two bigs in that small ball lineup. So um, I had been wondering about that, why we hadn't seen more of Ish Wainwright at the five, why we hadn't seen more small ball, because the Hawks were just killing them in that pick and roll. But um, just one of those nights where Monty didn't really have it either. The Suns' defense didn't have it. He said their defense wasn't up to their usual standard, which makes sense because the Hawks hit 23s. I'm very sorry that uh, I couldn't do a better job of guarding the Hawks myself. I know that you wanted me to. <laughs> Thank <laughs> Quite you. Quite I appreciate that, Gerald. <laughs> she, You're too she, kind. She like looked over at me near the end of the third, and she's like, when <laughs> are they going to start missing the threes like Twitter promised me? I was like, I don't know. Do you need like, like a timestamp? Like, what do you want? Am I Just in trouble? Just fix it. <laughs> How did you not text Monty and say, hey, hey, go small already. Come on. Well, I mean, I, I – I said the nine-minute mark of the fourth quarter because she needed a timestamp, <laughs> and then did. they missed a bunch of threes at that point. And See, then... if you would have said that earlier oh. in the game, maybe they would have missed more. <laughs> exactly. Why did you say you the nine-minute Gerald? You just got to use it. I did what yeah. I could, man. I tried. No, no, you didn't. If you had said the nine-minute mark of the first quarter, we'd be in the VIP lounge well, right now in the sideboard. your bet, my friend. Oh boy. Um, Sean in the chat, Gerald said, "If I'm being honest." I love how Monty is admittedly still learning and can tell you in wins or losses what he can do differently. Right. And and you can look at this game and it wasn't his best coached game because the Hawks were just picking him apart in that drop coverage. The JaVale McGee minutes, the DeAndre Ayton minutes weren't great. And then he went small and, you know, he said they got exploited when they started trapping while they were small, which they did. They gave up those two John Collins lobs. But he is just very much um, open about how much he relies on his assistant coaches, mm-hmm. how much the players on the court give him suggestions. He's um, he's always the guy that, to kind of deflect praise and accept blame. So tonight he was accepting the blame for the way that they defended. But, um, you know, it wasn't all bad. They did have some nice stuff to say about uh, getting Chris and Book in as all-stars, which was nice. Um, you know, Monty was saying, obviously, we would have wanted a win to kind of celebrate yeah. this all-star thing, but he's really excited for them and for their families. And um, both Chris Paul and Devin Booker said, you know, we don't take this for granted. Chris Paul's been here 12 times, so it'd probably be easy for him to do that. But 
Um, he's excited because he said this is only the second time in his career where his head coach has been coaching the All-Star game. So he was looking forward to that, mm. too. Yeah, that'll be super fun. By the way, Brittany uh, Price in the chat wins uh, the chat this evening. She says, what? party on, Girth. <laughs> and that is as a, a as a child of the 90s that warms my heart there's a comma in there right <laughs> yes there yes yes okay totally different if there's no comma there. punctuation <laughs> is important <laughs> yes it is yes it is so in addition to monty i know you spoke with devin mm. um did you speak with anybody else or just devin and monty uh we talked with devin monty and chris paul um all right well let's start with devin yeah so devin he's obviously he said uh he kind of echoed what Chris Paul said, both in regards to the All-Star game and the defense. The first thing out of their mouths when we were at, they were asked, you know, what went wrong tonight? What were the reasons behind the loss? Our defense didn't show up. Our mm -hmm. defense wasn't up to par. Um, they were very aware of it. You know, Trey Young had a phenomenal game. He proved why he's an All-Star. I mistakenly said in the pregame show that he got snubbed. I forgot totally that he is actually starter. starting despite being on a terrible forgot. thing. Yeah, despite being on a terrible team. Not a terrible team, but a sub 500 team um so they were aware that the defense wasn't great and then the all-star thing they both said the exact same thing as far as we don't take this for granted and that's funny to hear Devin Booker say that because he's only 25 years old and this is the first time he's actually been yeah. voted in um but no they're they're very happy about it I'm sure they would have rather it been on a night where they could enjoy a win at the 12th straight win would have been nice but you know, they just won 11 games straight. They had a bad night. The Hawks shot the lights out. They didn't bring it. And I think it was a good opportunity to kind of bring them back down to earth a little bit and tighten up some areas that they need to address. You know, one thing I didn't think about is it kind of sucks for these guys, Devin and, and CP3, to find out like two minutes before the game, like on the sideline that they made the all-star <laughs> team rather than pre like, they Draymond got to just hang out on TV and find out he made it. But these guys find out when they're about to play. Uh, but, you know, I'm glad that they both made it. They both have always have the right attitude with this kind of stuff. They have an immense respect for the game. And and to your point about tonight, Gerald, it's not like the Suns got blown out either. Mm -hmm. They they played a bad game. Atlanta played a fantastic game. It still was a six-point game with uh, 40 seconds to go and easily could have been four uh, with that, with that turnover that Atlanta had, so yeah, not a not a big deal tonight. I brought this up beforehand, but wanted your thoughts on it as well, Gerald. Do you think tonight could be the kind of night that makes James Jones look at the roster and go, "All right, maybe we do need a little bit of re reinforcement if we have to go small or these kind of things." I think it kind of has to be. I I think if the Suns had just been riding a win streak into the All-Star break, it would have been a lot easier to just sit back and feel good about where your team is. And that's what he said publicly, to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, as the general manager of a team, when you go on a public radio show, you know your words are going to be broadcast everywhere. So in terms of leverage, that is what you're supposed to say. And I think he's He's too smart of a GM. He's too well aware of how to build a winning team and how much depth matters to just kind of sit on his hands. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see in the coming week or so. But uh, I, I just feel like, you know, the Alfred Payton minutes, he was okay in his first stint last game. And then again tonight, he had some moments. But by and large, the Alfred Payton minutes have been pretty painful. Landry Shamit being out with an ankle injury just puts more strain on the backcourt. They don't have as much depth there right now. They have a ton of injuries, and they've got like five or six guys that play the center spot currently occupying a roster spot. 
So like in the playoffs, you're only going to play one, maybe two of those guys, and you're going to want a small ball option. Right now, the Suns' small ball option at the five is either a severely undersized Jay Crowder or Ish Wainwright, who is currently playing on a two-way contract and not eligible to play in the playoffs for the Suns as it is. So they need a little bit more wing depth. They need, like we've talked about, another ball handler or a guy who can create his own shot. Um, so I really do think, you know, it sucks. I, I would hate to see a guy like Dario Saric go. Um, and Jalen Smith has really done well with his opportunities when he's been given them at the five, not at the four, but at the five. <laughs> And it would suck to see either one of them go. But this team needs to be all in on a championship. Their window is right now. They could really lock this thing down and give themselves the best shot possible at winning a title with one or two moves on the margins. I I just I have a hard time thinking that he wouldn't be willing to sacrifice, you know, a guy who's not playing for the team right now, a guy, a draft pick that he probably knows he made a mistake on or a first-round pick that wouldn't be until 2024. I just have a really hard time thinking he won't do something. I feel like, too, I don't want to, you know, say that James Jones is saying that just to say it or save face or anything of that sort um, because he is pretty honest about these things. Mm. But I also feel like it would do a disservice to this team to just come outright and be like, yeah, we're looking to move some pieces. Right. Like, how, <laughs> how bad would that feel for the players on the team who, you know, are the ones who potentially could get moved? Like, mm-hmm. I would feel even worse if my GM came out and said something <laughs> like that. Even if I knew that my name was out there, mm-hmm. it would make me feel worse. Oh, yeah. Like, if he was publicly saying that. So, yeah, these guys are human beings. Like, yeah. they, they read and they see all this stuff just like the rest of us, even if sometimes they pretend like they don't or they tell us they don't. Mm-hmm. They do. They're yeah. well aware. You're not going to tell me that an NBA player who has all these friends out there who are probably constantly on their phones are not sending them this shit mm-hmm. as they're seeing it. Like it affects them. Yeah. And having to worry not just about being traded from the number one team, in the NBA to another team, but having to move cities, having to move your family. Like these are all things that a lot of people don't ever think about when it comes to players being traded. They're treated as, you know, like Pokemon playing cards that can yeah. just be dished here left and right. Um, so I, I do respect that approach. It's the only approach you can take with this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I I think if you are James Jones, you're trying to build a championship roster. There are definitely some areas of need, some areas that you can improve and really bolster this team down for a title run. Yeah. You have to, you have to also be worried about having to move to Cleveland or Sacramento. Like (laughs) that's a lot of. A lot of pressure on a human being to think about yeah. that. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if James Jones just went on radio though and went, "Yeah, we're looking to deal Jalen Smith, uh, Dario Saric. <laughs> if anybody's interested in this crappy Landry Shamit contract, that guy can go." Like, I, what do people expect him to say? Like, right. he's not going to come out and go, "Here's the game plan, guys. Let's see what we can make happen." I mean, right. well, that'd be one cocky general manager. That'd be impressive. Yeah. I feel like a lot of players would be like, "Yeah, I don't really know if I want to play with." With that guy being at the the helm of my team, yeah, you might be questioning there. Um, okay, can I, so go ahead. Can I break some news? Yeah, break some news. All right, it's big news. You guys ready? I'm concerned, but yeah, <laughs> You're, there, this won't be an oh no moment. Don't worry, <laughs> I've been informed by sources close that are reliable that PHNX is going to drop three new Sun shirts soon. Oh hell yeah! Three, yeah. three. Not Whoa. one, not two, but three. <laughs> yeah, I went LeBron with it. We're going to drop a hey big yo. three of shirts, uh, all all Suns related. Uh, I've seen I've seen two of them. Well, I actually have seen 
versions of all three designs and uh chef's kiss to our graphics uh, uh department send so. them over yeah, Espo. i need to take a look well, at these hey, designs because always... i want to be in the cool <laughs> kids club hey, too hey a few a few people in our discord have actually already seen it this is one of the Ooh. those members perks where wow. if, if if you want to see that yeah if you guys actually that? if you guys actually uh, participated in that discord you'd be able to see them too yeah, right uh, wow. so if you're, uh, if you're it, in the Discord, you get access to things that we don't even get. So that's incredible. Wait, did you post it in the Discord? Because I haven't been on there today. I'll, no, I won't lie. nope. I, I, we asked, hey, does anybody want to see, uh, you know, see a, a special mm. new T-shirt? And uh, and yes, they all saw it. So if you become a member, I, I don't know when we're going to drop these. It'll probably be, you know, sometime in the next week, I'd guess. But if you want to sneak peek and you're not already a member, Go to gophnx.com, become a Ooh. member, hit hit me up in the Discord, and I will hook you up with the sneak peek on the shirts. I think Look. I pissed some people off with saying I had breaking news, as if I was going to be Adrian Wojnarowski <laughs> right. and go, the Phoenix Suns have just traded. I'm sitting in a closet. How am I going to know what the hell is going on anywhere else? So. I don't know. Uh, Josh in the chat said... Hold on, where'd it go? Oh, I've seen it. The design is absolutely beautiful. Patrick in the chat said, I've seen one. It's pretty damn neat. So apparently we're in in for a mighty fine treat. I'm very excited. All of our PHNX Sun shirts are awesome. And then the PHNX Rising one that that just dropped dropped today is really cool. I already remember. Yeah, welcome to our PHNX Rising crew. Uh, mm-hmm. Joining the family mm-hmm. today. Yes. A great, great job on their first show. They killed it on social today. Uh, now the hard work begins, guys. The first one's always fun. Then then you got to start doing the work. But we look forward <laughs> to seeing it. Uh, Owen had a great article on gophnx.com, too. So if, if soccer or football, as those in the know, <laughs> like you call it, are your kind of thing, uh, that is not how it sounds when somebody in the know says football. But uh, <laughs> if it's your if it's your kind of thing, uh, go check them out on our YouTube page. Check out the content on gophnx.com. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Uh, Brittany says, I feel too old for the Discord. I guarantee you I'm older than you, and it's fun. It's yeah, not, Brittany, you ain't Our Discord's different. Discord. We ain't, we ain't like live streaming video games in this Discord. We're talking sons. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, so before we get to our final topic of the show – that has nothing to do with tonight's game. Anything else from Gerald? You, Espo, you guys? No, not really. That was it. Was a pretty sh- cut and dry yeah. post game talks with them. You know, it's not often they get kind of thoroughly beat from start to finish like that. Um, but Monty did say, you know, something that I mentioned, which was this is a good opportunity to kind of get grounded a mm-hmm. little bit, um, especially right before the All Star break, because it was starting to feel like the Phoenix Suns could do no wrong. This was a nice reminder. They can need to lock in and do the things that have gotten them to this point. Um, And I'm sure they probably will. This is a fun road trip and they've got some good opponents coming up and they usually raise their games to that, that level. All right. Well then let's move into our final topic of the night. So obviously we know that Devin Booker and Chris Paul are going to hold it down for us representing at the all-star game this year. But what we want to talk about today Mm. is a tweet that one Robin Lopez sent out just a little (laughs) while ago. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. He said, quote, why are all-star game challenges limited to basketball? Can we get Giannis, LeBron, and Steph and Book and CP3 (laughs) going head-to-head in Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune? Or 
I guess Legends of the Hidden Temple, do that one instead. End <laughs> <Yes>. quote. <laughs> and I 100% agree with this tweet. Um, as much as I do love the, the slam dunk contest, I love the actual all-star game, skills competition are fun, rising stars is okay. Uh, I think it would be more fun to watch these guys do some <laughs> random things that are outside of their sport mm. that maybe allow us to get to know their personalities a little bit more too. Yeah, like put them on, uh, what's it called with Steve Harvey? Family Feud. Family Feud. Do a Family a Feud one. or a trivia show or something like that where they compete or do like Double Dare. Remember Double. that? Mm. With all the slime from back. I think it was Double oh. Dare 2000 on Nickelodeon. Where they would Super like sloppy double dare. Yes. Yeah, they like pull Super flags out of giant dare. noses and there'd be slime everywhere. And it was do something like that. I'd love to see that. You know what I really want to see? I want to see Flores Lava. <laughs> I really want to see some of them do Flores Lava. That would be uh, pretty fun. How about the guys that are like the worst in the league after play squid games? Oh my god. <laughs> Minus the death though, right? Like can we just Man. replace the murder with like slime? <laughs> The, de the death is they have to go to the G League. Is this that, man's is just that trying to murder thing? the entire Sacramento Kings in one fell swoop. Damn. Hey, they they basically killed their own hopes. I mean, it's not. Oh, it, man. Just, look, I want, I want to see a cooking contest. Could you imagine a cooking contest oh, with NBA players? There'd be That'd some be good fun. ones on there because I've heard, like, there are quite a few players around the league who actually are okay cooks. I'm sure. There's like a lot Landry. who are probably terrible because they just hire somebody to do it. Yeah. But I'm sure there are a couple that can that can do some really good cooking. I know Landry is a is a good mm -hmm. cook. He loves to cook. And that's kind of the only thing he's been good at cooking this season. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Baines used to love to like smoke meats or mm -hmm. anything that had to do with cooking meat. Yeah. He was really good at it. I'm not Michael surprised Be by that at all. Yeah. Michael either. Beasley used to like to smoke weed. From there. Uh, well, I feel like look, that's I, probably a good amount of players at this point as well. It's true. I, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not no. judging it. I'm just, I'm just stating it as a fact. All right. <laughs> uh, I would, I would love to see, uh, you know, you could, uh, you could get some guys like Mikhail and other guys to do last comic standing where they compete in stand up comedy. That'd be entertaining. Who wouldn't want to see that? Uh, you know, in honor of the gentleman that did this tweet, I want to see Robin Lopez and Devin Booker in a tag team wrestling match <laughs> against NBA mascots. Yes. Like, yes. why could that not happen at All-Star Weekend? That would be I funny. See, I want to see the media, guys like Steve A. Smith and all these other guys that are always yelling about NBA athletes, have to do the skills competition so we all can laugh at them. How about that? <laughs> I mean, that could be entertaining. I actually did that at the uh, at the New Orleans All Star Game, and it was as embarrassing as shit. So I want to see other guys have to do it. Oh, would... Chris said an escape the room. Okay, that one would be fun. Be fun. And then, um, oh, where are the other ones? She also said, "Give me Cam," or he. Oh, she also said, "Give me Cam Johnson on Jeopardy." Brittany said, "Bring back American Gladiators." Okay, like some of these are pretty good. I feel like they could be really fun. Juice yeah. Bean saying the Lopez brothers doing karaoke. That would I'd be like great. to see a voice competition. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> or just do the mass singer with NBA players. Right. That'd be great. We could, we could do a who leaves the arena earliest, and it could be a competition between Lakers and Clippers fans. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Heat fans, okay? They missed game six of the finals that one year because they left <laughs> like the oh, fourth quarter. that's right. Remember that? And yeah, then they wouldn't they, let them back in. They wouldn't let them back in. <laughs> They can compete as well. That's fine.
Um, yeah, even some video game tournaments even within that. I think it could all be fun. Like, it would be nice to have a couple, like, extra side activities for some of these guys that we can watch streaming that just kind of give us a little bit more personality. But I will say, if we're being honest, it's probably unlikely because even though All-Star seems like it would be a break, these guys have so much going on on their plate during that weekend that I almost feel bad for them sometimes being out there because they're busier than they would be if they were just in season. Right. So they kind of miss out on having like an actual rest period. It's a, it's a different we, type of strain, like where yeah. all the media appearances mm-hmm. and stuff. And it'd be fun to see them do any of these things. But let's be real, like during All-Star break, they're trying to do as little as possible. Yeah. And anything that could get them hurt as soon as one guy like tweaks his ankle. That would be a shut down. <laughs> could be forever. like, okay, well, shut we're done. it down, never again. Oh my gosh, supermarket sweep. Brittany said in the chat, that would be so funny. That would be, be awesome. That. that would be what so a, perfect. What about you know we just turn the entire All Star Weekend into a real life NBA Jam uh, tournament? I mean, the that two could... best, the two best guys from every every team go play a you know a single elimination tournament. To be crowned the best duo in the league. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that would be super fun. Put like a $10, $15 million prize out there for the winning duo. You get Mm -hmm. get competition. Yeah. They need to put up some more money for these things. If they put (laughs) up, they may put up more money for these things. They might be able to convince players to do them a little bit more. But even then, I feel like maybe not because they'd have to put up a substantial amount for some of these guys. They're like a million. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for like a Vic because like the 2K tournament was fun, but like watching the actual 2K games got kind of boring after a while. Mm-hmm. But if they're playing something like wacky, like NBA Jam or like a Mario Kart or something yeah. like that, I, I would definitely watch that. Yeah, that'd be super fun. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for joining me and chatting a little Suns basketball, some fun all-star things. Um, thank you all for tuning into another post-game show. We appreciate your support, of course, as always. Uh, We're going to take tomorrow off again, and then we will be back here on Saturday with the pre-game show and, of course, a post-game show. So plan accordingly. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Espo at Espo. And you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Sons. Espo, take us home. Remember, If you're an intern, you may have to do stupid things. (laughs) Ahoy hoy.